ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the American Safeguard Insurance Studios. Your hosts, Matt McJunkins and Matt Wilcox, your source for Arkansas high school sports. You are now between the mats. Welcome to Between the Mats. I am Matt McJunkins. Alongside me is my man, Matty Stats Wilcox. How you doing, Matty? I'm good, brother. How are you? I'm doing good, man. Football's just rolling along, and we're having a good time. No doubt. And, you no know, doubt. Panthers keep winning. Man, what a magical season, brother. 12-0? 12-0. Two more. Two more. <laughs> Hopefully. 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 That's the uh, – I think that's the best football record in Greenbrier football history. Yeah, and so. to, and to make it to the semis. Yeah, made it one other time. One other time, and they were they had a loss that yeah, year. Yeah, Fairview beat us in the semis that year. I think. But they had a loss going into it. Yes. As well. Yeah, yep, that's right. So it is historically the best year or uh, Greenbrier's ever had. Yep. Been a lot of fun. It has been a ton <laughs> of fun. You got a big one this week. Oh, do we ever? <laughs> uh, Bison's rolled. Yeah. And the Hogs. Oh man. Tell us about it. So, go down to Tuscaloosa, play the Tide. I don't think anybody realistically thought that we should come out of there with a win. Right. It was 20 and a half, is that right? I think right. I think that's what it ended up. Yeah. I think at one point it was 22. Yeah, it was. And so, uh, you know, Hogs go down there and battle their tails off, man. End up getting beaten by seven. And, uh, you know, just – just to see where this team had come from, to, you know, start the year, what were we, 4-0 four, four or 5-0? and o. And then we went on three-game skid. Yeah, we we were 4-0 because we, we beat we beat uh, A&M was our first conference, conference game. Yeah. And then was Ole Miss our second? I believe that's right. Sure, I think yeah. so. And so, uh, yeah, so we beat – we're 4-0 and then go on a three-game skid and then kind of turn it back around and uh, come in to Alabama playing well after a big win against LSU last week, already bowl eligible. Yeah. And uh, just go down there and play well and, and just really battle. Dead gum uh, K.J. Jefferson has turned out to be a stud. If, you, if you're not – if you're not a – if you haven't – Bought in yet? You're not going to. <laughs> I mean, between the two quarterbacks last week, they put on a show. 100. percent But uh, yeah, so hogs hogs take a, take one on the chin. Uh, puts them at seven four on the season with one game left this uh, this Friday. Uh, the is it the battle line rivalry? It is battle line rivalry. <laughs> I just want to say uh, that was not a catch. No, it wasn't a catch. Come you know, on, man. I get the whole if your arms under it. That's one thing. But anytime a ball turns over, yeah. it doesn't matter where your arm is. <laughs> if the ball turns over and touches the ground, yeah. your arm can't be under it the whole time. That's right. And here's the deal. Even if even if he did regain possession of it, he was already out of bounds at 100%. that point. So, I, I also, and you mentioned this earlier talking to me, that that call on that intentional grounding, it was, it was doo-doo. It was terrible. I mean, Cassie, even my wife looked yeah. at me like, what is that about? And I was like, listen, I can't even explain it because it don't make sense. No, and the official over there by Burks was like, yeah, he's right pointed here. at him. He's right here. <laughs> yeah. I, I no don't sense. get it. But let's go through a little bit of the stats. Uh, <laughs> All right, let's hear it. Arkansas had 21 first downs to Alabama's 29. Third down efficiency was much better. We were 7 of 16. Alabama was 6 of 11. We, we still are terrible at calling plays oh, on third down. the worst. It's awful. It's, like, it's so bad. It's so bad. Hey, we were 3 for 3 on fourth down. 
Total yards, we had 468. They had 671 total yards. Almost 700. Almost 700. Passing, we had 358. They had 559. We made it in their record book. Yes, we did. Uh, KJ was 22 of 31, and um, their quarterback was 31 of 40, which is pretty efficient. And uh, rushing, we had 110 yards. They had 112, so pretty even there. Both had five penalties. Ours were for 20 yards. There's 45, and each had a turnover. You know, we we see these big name quarterbacks in the SEC, like 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 him, young and then like, and then then Bonex. Yeah, we see them struggle against teams. Sure. But they come play lights out against us. <laughs> they do, for a fact. Bryce Young was 31 of 40 for 559 and five touchdowns and zero interceptions. He would have become the he would have been the between the match player of the week. He would have, for a fact. <laughs> for a fact. Uh Brian Robinson uh had 27 carries, 122 yards. He's a he's a good looking athlete. Um Arkansas KJ had twenty two he was twenty two of thirty for three twenty six and three touchdowns. And that's good. That's a heck of a ball game. Let me tell you something. For Traylon Burks not to be on the Betnardic list, the finalist list, or whatever that award is for the best receiver in the it's, country. It's insane. It, Show could, me one better. How could you watch that kid Friday or Saturday and not say that he's in the he should be in the top ten on that list? He had eight catches for 179 yards and two touchdowns and caught one across the middle and just ran away from everybody. Yeah. And then the the one he caught on the sidelines, the shorter one. Yeah, he put that kid on his back. That's right. Uh, he he's just special. He is special. For him not to get the recognition drives me crazy. But I mean, they, he, could, he could be the greatest receiver in, in Razorback history as far could. as just pure talent. Yeah, uh, they had a couple of studs <laughs> catching the ball as well. Jameson Williams with eight catches for 190 yards, and John Mechie the third had ten catches for 173. So both of those guys are pretty dynamic as well. So moving on to Missouri uh, this Friday, the day after Thanksgiving. We've got uh, Missouri coming in averaging 30.8 points a game, but giving up 34.7 on defense. So defensively, they're struggling this year. Arkansas is coming in averaging 31.5 a game and giving up 24.6. Missouri's uh, total yards for the season, they're averaging 420 a game and uh, 248, almost 250 through the air, 172 on the ground. And they're giving up 447 yards a game, giving up 211 through the air and 235 on the ground. So, most importantly, what time is the game on Friday? Because I've got places to be Friday night. Two thirty. Okay, yeah, good. Yeah. So we can we can we can watch that. Oh and yeah. Finish that one up and yeah. head on up. You know to, you uh, know what's going to be cool is like a lot of these semifinal games and high school games that are later in that day. I mean, most of those kids will probably get together as a team and watch yeah, the hogs. I bet play. you're right. So it'd be pretty. That cool. That is awesome. All right, so. The D2Football.com, number three in the country, Harding Bisons. You're not biased to them, are you? You know, I mean, you know, hey, speaks for himself. That's right. Play speaks for himself. No, that's all. I'm not. I mean, I might be wearing a a hoodie right now that says Harding Bisons on it. But uh, Harding drew Washburn, first round of the playoffs at Harding, in Cersei. And this Washburn team, who I was a little shocked wasn't the number three seed. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, which ended up going to Northwest Missouri State, who Washburn beat. Right. Harding just handled them. They did. I mean, it scores really closer than it than it really looked. I mean, Harding won thirty to fourteen, which is, you know, a, a three with a, a, a real three score. Yeah. Win. 
But they returned a kick for a touchdown. Yeah. That was one of their scores. And then the second one in the fourth quarter, kind Just of a, a Hail Mary. Yeah. Got one downfield. And then, Cheap one. Yeah. Yeah. So, anyway, uh, Cole Chancey, Gak, and Harding, rushing career rushing record. Holder was 41 carries, 177 yards, and one touchdown. Omar Sinclair, who is impressive to watch on the edge. He gets the ball outside. He's a pitch guy. Yeah. Dude, they hit him, and he just like – he just spin off of it, and just like when he spins off of a hit, it like shoots him four yards. <laughs> it's crazy. He was 14 carries, 112 yards, two touchdowns, and then Zach Smith, four carries, 10 yards, two touchdowns. They uh, they rushed the ball for 427 yards on 90 carries. You know, when I was looking at that, I was like – Number one, 90 carries is incredible mm-hmm. in, in a football game. But then you go down to Coach Ancy and he carried it 41 times. Yeah. Like, that kid needs an it didn't even ha- And didn't have half the carries. <laughs> That's insane. Hey, we were one for two passing for a touchdown. That's what I'm talking about. And I would tell you, when they threw that ball, there wasn't anybody 30 yards from that receiver. He <laughs> <laughs> was wide open down there because nobody's expecting right, it. Right, right. Uh, UCA lost a tough Man. one to Tarleton State 24-3. I don't know if you knew this. I was looking at the stats. No Braylon Smith. I found out after our podcast last week that he had broke his ankle. And, man, that's just that's – well, You know, I t- and I told you that I saw him go down in that mm-hmm. game. Yeah. Because I watched it. Yeah. And I thought he got hurt. Mm-hmm. Hate Love that. that kid, yeah, too. Yeah, great kid. Um, you know, UCA, UCA struggled to throw the ball. They threw – they were 8 for 26 for 69 yards. One mm-hmm. reception, no touchdowns. 92 total yards rushing. So, they had 161 yards total offense, which is not – no UCA stat. No, that's a. I believe that's the first that makes them have a, their first losing season in forever, a long time. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and then also you got to think that their quarterback being out, losing a tough one last week. Yeah, probably just spirits were down. It, it had to yeah. be emotionally, you know, struggling. Sure. And then uh, the Red Wolves, they lost a close one. Yeah, playing Georgia a little bit State. better. They are twenty-eight to twenty. Um, Lane Hatcher, twenty-four forty-eight two seventy-three. One touchdown, two interceptions, but he was sacked six times. Golly, man, they got after him. They did. So they're two and nine on the season. They'll play their last game this week against Texas State in Jonesboro. Very nice. If you guys don't have anything to do on Saturday, don't have family functions, yes, get your tails to Cersei. That's right. And watch Harding and and one of the best D two teams in the, actually two of the best D two teams in the country in Northwest Missouri State. Uh, at Harding at 1 o'clock on That's Saturday. Right. Earlier in this season, uh, that Northwest Missouri State was the number three team in the country. Yeah, that's right. And you saw them yep. barely beat Pitt State, Pitt State by yep. less than a touchdown. Yeah, it was, I think, two, one or two points. Yeah, yeah, I yeah. Mean, Pitt State kicked a last-second field goal to win and missed it. So, Oh, really? Yeah. Oof. Yep. So, we go to our picks from last week, and unfortunately – Maddie's stats did not make up any ground. <laughs> I just knew. I just knew when I saw scores. Oh, he going to come back a little bit. Yeah. But we just split. Split down the middle. I'm still six back. We were C students. Yeah. We were 72%. But let me say for, for, for our benefit, our, our defense, our numbers aren't as good as like some of the ones that pick across the state. Yeah. We pick the hard games. The hard games. That's right. <laughs> We could go pick. We don't pick the cupcakes. That's right. We don't pick the <laughs> the automatic 40 to zero. Sure. We don't pick them. That's right. 
All right, so give us. Let's start with these stats. Yep. So some of these kids, uh, we're going to go through here and highlight these players from last week, uh, round two of the playoffs. And man, we had some outstanding performances. We'll start in North Little Rock, who uh, took a, a big win on the road at Bentonville. Eleven uh, seconds. Eleven seconds left to take the win to move to the semifinals. But Malachi Gober, the quarterback there at North Little Rock, was twenty-three of thirty-four for one hundred fifty-three yards and three touchdowns. Torrance Moore had 25 carries for 152 yards. Johnny Lewis had seven carries for 63 yards rushing, nine catches for 68 yards and a touchdown. And Felix Wade had six catches for 41 yards and a touchdown. Cabot played a fantastic game against Fayetteville and just lost it there at the end. They were leading that game until the very end. Is that right? They were leading all the way up until the fourth quarter. Man. Uh, but Braden Jay, a name we've talked about a lot, had a great game. He caught the ball 12 times for 179 yards and score, and then he carried it three times for 42 yards, a touchdown, and then he had also had he, – he had three kickoff returns for 76 yards. Wow, that kid had a special season, man. He really did. I think uh, Harding has offered him. Yeah. I don't know if anybody else is on him or not, but uh kid will play some, some ball on Saturday oh, next year. Oh, for sure. Yeah. In Prescott, Jalen Hobson, 20 carries for 313 yards and four touchdowns. Ja'Kalen Zachary, two catches, 22 yards. Omarion Dickens, two catches for 15 yards. And Prescott continues to roll. Well, they they do, man. They they are playing some ball. We've had them at number one all year, all year long, long. And they just they keep doing it. Yep. Greenbrier, tough game right there, man. Man, it was. I tell you what, it was a defensive it was impressive, the defensive showdown that Greenbrier did. You Both know. sides of the ball, really. Both sides of the yeah. ball, for 100%. You know, Wynn was is in the top two or three in the state, in all of the state of Arkansas, or at least let's say top ten for yeah. sure in defense. They'd only given up 13 points a game. Their defense was impressive. It was. Yeah. Uh, you know, Cooper Wilcox, Greenbrier quarterback, who's had an elite season. He's thrown for – 21, 2,200 yards, somewhere in there. Yeah, I've got his stats yeah. somewhere. And he's ran for almost 1,000. He's ran for over 900. Over, yeah. Gets hurt. Mm. And uh, got hurt in the first quarter. Yeah. Uh, and uh, he throws a touchdown pass. The only offensive score of the game he throws to uh, Jacob Mathis with what, you know, we thought was a broken collarbone. Mm-hmm. Turns out we don't we, – no broken bones – MRR coming up this week. That's right. Still don't know exactly. No. Other than it was he's hurt. Yeah. I mean, I I went went and saw him and, <clears throat> and when he went into the locker room to check on him and that's that's the most pain I've ever seen him in in his yeah. life. And so it was it was tough to see him in that shape. But uh, the good news is no broken bones. Sure. So um, hopefully we'll find out some some better news on on end of the week whenever we are able to get the MRI yeah. done. Through four passes, <laughs> injured. Yeah, uh, one one being the only score. Which by the way, I don't know if you knew this. He was our uh, American Safeguard Insurance Hearts Food big play of the game. Was he? Yeah, nice. him and him and uh, Jacob both got it. Good deal. So, uh, but anyway, Cooper was uh, nine for ten for seventy two yards and a touchdown in the first quarter and a half. Uh, Nick Hewitt ran the ball 18 times for 70 yards. Reed Nixon, six catches, 63 yards. Jacob Mathis, three catches, nine yards, one touchdown. And I don't have the stats, but probably the most impressive thing of the night was the Greenbrier defense shutting out wins, who has had an unbelievable offense all season long, scoring, you know, 40 points a game. Defense held them to 172 total yards, I believe. 172 total yards, 173 Yards rushing at 172 <laughs> total yards. That's awesome. Um, 
you know, I don't have the stats, but uh, Eli Weaver he played, played out, out of his, his mind. He did play. Out he of forced his mind. a fumble. He he one game one, one play. He he had the his assignment was obviously the quarterback, mm-hmm. and so somebody outside of him had the pitch man. He forces the pitch, and then turns from then and goes and picks up a fumble. <laughs> like the kid was there yeah. on the ball, like to get the ball, and he like comes inside yeah. of him and grabs it. That's. That's a name you, you need to keep your – Sophomore. Yeah, he's a sophomore. He's going to be special. So, on to Fayetteville. Mr. Bladen Fike had a special night uh, against Cabot. It was 30, 33 of 47 for 432 yards through the air, four touchdowns, and also had a rushing touchdown. Mr. Isaiah Centania, a Razorback commit, 17 catches – for 261 yards and a touchdown. And Jalen Blackburn, seven catches for 73 yards, two touchdowns. And Dylan Kittle, eight catches for 85 yards and a touchdown. Daniel Pull over at Stuttgart, three touchdowns. Tamir Coppins from Stuttgart threw for two touchdowns. Uh, Cedric Hawkins from Stuttgart, 130 yards rushing and a touchdown. And then he had a 70-yard punt return for a touchdown. And Cooper Smith in Bentonville had four catches for 75 yards and a touchdown and a 90-yard punt return touchdown. And congratulations uh, to Coach Grant up there in Bentonville. I know they didn't end the season the way they wanted to, but another great year for the Bentonville Tigers. All right, on to Bryant. Carson Burnett, 11 for 15, 189 yards, two touchdowns passing. Carried the ball 10 times for 42 yards for two touchdowns. Chris Ganaway. Nine carries, 110 yards, one touchdown. And then James Martin, 14 carries, 87 yards, one touchdown. I got one more. I forgot almost. My Torian Singleton, uh, five catches, 86 yards, and a score. And in Conway, Donovan Amolo, the sophomore quarterback, was 12 of 16 for 257 yards and two touchdowns. And Boogie Carr with 18 carries, 90 yards, and a touchdown. And Mr. Ethan Winningham had two forced fumbles for Conway. One name I've probably never been called in my life is Boogie. <laughs> Because that's one thing they've probably never thought I should have been called. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> Donovan Witten at Arkadelphia, a name we've said pretty much every single week. 11 for 12, 281 yards, five touchdowns, and 40 yards rushing in their win. Big win over Southside. We yeah. thought that might be a pretty good game. That was, you know. that was an impressive win, and not only was it impressive, it was on the road. They went to Southside. That's to, right. It was a it. statement win. Yeah, you know, that, that Southside team, the reason we thought it could be close because they – they 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 forced a tough tough game where they where they lost by one I think to Stuttgart. Right. Yeah. Um, all right. So also with Arkadelphia, Alex Turley, eighteen tackles. Man, that's busy. Night. <laughs> yes. Jay Sean Davis, two rushing touchdowns, a hundred APB yards. Is that just all purpose? All purpose. Yeah. And then fifteen tackles for Mister Davis. Good night. I don't want to be tackled by him. <laughs> no, ever. sir, ever. <laughs> Braylon Bailey, Arkadelphia, six carries, eighty-six yards, four catches, ninety-four yards, two touchdowns. And in Greenwood, boy, the Bulldogs are playing well right High now. High level. Hunter Houston, twenty-five of thirty-five for three hundred fifty-nine yards, four touchdowns, and a rushing touchdown. Luke Brewer had four catches for a hundred yards. And Grant Carnes had seven catches for 76 yards and two touchdowns. And then Mr. Aiden Kennan, looks like Aiden Kennan from Greenwood, had uh, one touchdown for 94 yards on three catches. Yeah, I didn't do a very good job of that, did I? <laughs> it was a little jumbled up. I made, wow. I made it through. <laughs> <laughs> Josh Shepard from Rogers, 154 yards rushing. That's a lot of yards, especially in the loss that they took. Yes, I mean, it is. got to be pretty bad. He's had an elite season he this really year, has. too. And in Warren, 
Got a few names to mention in Warren. Jakari Lee, one interception and one sack, which was a 20-yard loss. Cedric Calvert from Warren, 55 yards rushing, two touchdowns, and the quarterback, Riley Cornish, with 210 yards and two touchdowns passing. Over in center point, their big win, kind of an upset, you know. Dylan Fox, two rushing touchdowns and one touchdown reception. Parkview, Mr. Jalen White, 14 of 20 for 190 yards and three touchdowns. James Joyner, 25 carries for 144 yards and two touchdowns. And Parkview's big win. Man, they're playing some ball. Them and Greenwood are both playing on such a high level. They are. Uh, Cade Forrester. Man, this kid has been unreal has all been. year long. He's a quarterback from Hoxie's. Eight for ten for 228 yards, three touchdowns, ten carries for 114 yards and a touchdown. And then Jace Benesh from Hoxie, or Benesh, 16 tackles, two interceptions. Very nice. Cade Forster, I don't know if I, – I looked at it last week, maybe the week before – I don't believe he's thrown an interception all year. I could be wrong on that, yeah. but if he has thrown one, it's he hasn't thrown very many. Wow. So, pretty special season for him. In Benton, uh, kind of an upset there as they, as they go down to Marion, but Strand Smith had a great game, a 21 of 32 for 304 yards passing, and Donovan Pearson, seven catches for 75 yards and a touchdown. He's a good kid, too, Pearson. Yeah. Uh, I, I reached out to his mom and said, hey, what was Dolphin's stats? Anyway, he was like – she said he really appreciates y'all, you know, talking about him. That's and awesome. Supporting him. Great kid. Looking forward to seeing him more. Yeah. Because he's got some more time ahead of him. Sure. Ben Gerard in Marion, 17 for 24 for 430 yards passing. That's impressive. It is. And then also his teammate, <laughs> running back, Cam Anderson – 27 carries, 240 yards, four touchdowns. You know, Marion's just kind of peaking at the right time, and it's kind of been – they kind of did this last year, too. If you remember, they had a big upset in the playoffs last they year. They paid it to the semis, didn't they? I, it was – I think they paid it to the semis. They may have. They may have. But, you know, I think from, from you know, Coach Tribble's son coaches over there. Right. And uh, I think, you know, just according to him, their offensive line has kind of gelled and, and kind of figured it out, and they're just playing good football right but, now. But, you know, it started – the last game of the season, mm-hmm. they beat Jonesboro, Jonesboro pretty bad. Yeah, and then last week in the first round, it was like, well, that was cool. They enjoyed that big win. <laughs> they're probably going to lose because they're a lower seed. Right? Who was it that they beat last week? I can't remember. I can't remember but remember it was either. like, it was uh, the beat down. Yeah. Was it Russellville? No. Yeah, I think was it, it was. Yeah. 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 And then this week, you're like, well. They they enjoyed that. Yeah. You know, that's done. Yeah. Number right. one team in the state, yeah. Benton. Yeah. And they, they pulled it. I mean, it was a close game. You know, Benton was up early, I think. And then Marion came back. And just beat them handily. Beat them by 20 points. Yeah. Now, what do we do? <laughs> exactly. They go, they go to El Dorado, another team that you're like, I mean, I'm they've played already this yeah. year, and El Dorado handled them. Mm-hmm. It's crazy. Yep. All right, over to PA, Mr. Charlie Pfizer, and we will see him up close and in person this Friday at Greenbrier. He was 33 of 53 for 442 yards, five touchdowns passing, had 10 carries for 21 yards and another touchdown. Charlie Barker from PA, eight catches, 169 yards and two touchdowns. Mr. Joseph Hyman, 11 carries, 103 yards and a touchdown, nine catches for 55 yards and two touchdowns. And Kenny Jordan, six carries, 116 yards, a touchdown, and one catch for 25 yards and a touchdown. So we should plot, like, make, like, a plot and, like, go and, like, 
go to Pfizer and hide and like steal their keys. <laughs> yeah, you know, yeah, no nothing doubt. malicious. Right. Just maybe make them a little late for little the bus late. trip. Get them a little frazzled. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> hey, I'm looking for you know that. And I text Brian Duke, my cousin. Yeah. His wife Missy, I grew up with. I mean, like she was like a sister. Sure. You know, and uh, I told him, I said, you know, I'm getting my wish. Because my wish was to get to see both these teams play. Yeah. And we're getting to play them at home. Absolutely. Absolutely. But, man, talk about a tall task. Oh, whoever. <laughs> you know, I, I don't know if you saw it or not, but Cassie posted some pictures on Facebook of – well, you, you t- retweeted it of, of Charlie, Pfizer, and Cooper yes. playing sixth grade together. Pfizer chasing him. Yeah. Coop had the ball throw it, and yeah. Pfizer was chasing him. It just shows how long these two kids have been oh, doing man, it. Oh, man, it's great memories. Oh, yeah. I love it. Uh, and you said you said they've kind of messaged a little bit, yeah. and talked a little back and yeah, forth. They have, and and Cooper played. Uh, Hyman was on that seven on seventeen this summer right. a little bit, so he got to know know him a little bit too. So, wow. good stuff. Yes, Mace, Marcus Slayton at Rivercrest, ten tackles, four tackles for loss, one fum, forced fumble. Mike Sharp at Rivercrest, nine for twelve, one hundred seventy four yards, two touchdowns. Last Latham at Rivercrest, ninety one yards receiving with one touchdown. This team right here has just continued to put together great games they and have. just score a lot of points. Yeah, they have. Mr. Shimon Rester at El Dorado, 30, 13 of 24, 329 yards, four touchdowns. Jackie Washington from El Dorado, five catches, 136 yards, two touchdowns. And Cam Bibby, four catches for 126 and a touchdown. All right. Landon Wright at Ozark, 15 carries for 242 yards and five touchdowns. What Man, a night. what a night. Sunquist Church at Northside, 21 carries for 204 yards and two touchdowns. Let's see here. On the Clarendon, the Lions, Caleb Williams, three for six, 61 yards, one touchdown, seven carries, 53 yards, one touchdown. Terrence Hampton from Clarendon, one carry, 28 yards, three and a half tackles, one punt return touchdown, one interception. <laughs> Quincy McAdoo from Clarendon, seven tackles, one tackle for loss, one punt return for a touchdown. And then Kanye Cohen, the running back from Clarendon, nine carries, 66 yards, two touchdowns. And then Little Rock Christian, Mr. Javian Dyer-Jones, 23 carries, 146 yards, two touchdowns. And Brian Gittins had 12 carries for 110 yards. Let's see. That gets us. Oh, that's it, isn't it? Yeah. Well, hang on. Hang on. I've got some more here, and I almost forgot. Um, Boonville, Dax Good, eight for seventy-seven, two touchdowns, or eight eight carries, seventy-seven yards, two touchdowns. Yeah, I don't throw the ball eight times. <laughs> <laughs> uh, six uh, six solo tackles, three assists, with four and a half tackles for loss. Wow, very nice. What a, what a show! And I for, almost forgot to throw yep. that in there. Good deal. All right. Well, congratulations to all those young men. And, uh, man, I just – it's kind of getting getting bittersweet. We're getting down to the end. It is. You know I, what? I wanted to mention this. Uh, this kid from Crossing. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Uh, I, this wasn't one of the weekly stats, but I just saw where he – Tyreek Jones, he's quarterback at Crossing. He's got 3,400 yards of offense. That's awesome. 43 touchdowns in 11 games. That's a heck of a They've season. got a big game this week. They've got Arkadelphia there. Well, uh, one thing I was going to mention too is, you know, we've we've really got a lot of great relationships from this show. Sure, and you know, you tend to just human nature, you tend to uh, gravitate and like the people that support you. Sure. So I don't I don't mind saying that there's some teams and, and coaching staffs that we we are uh, we 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 like. Yeah. Fans, uh, parents that we like, and you know, Arkadelphia being a big one. That's right. And then. Uh, 
that they go to Cross this week. Yeah. If they were to win next week, they go to Shallow Christian. Yeah. Another fan base <laughs> who we have. That's right. Really, you know, kind of become endeared to. Sure. You know, uh, Cooper Dar's dad, Mark Dar. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, the Henley family. Sure. You know, uh, and Coach Caden's, Conway. Uh, Coach Conway. Yeah. I mean, you know. And we we really enjoyed when we went up there last year and watched the game, and we we thought that was probably the coolest place as far as the show they put sure. on that we've ever seen in high school football. So, if it works out to where we can go, I would love to go to that oh, game. Yeah, awesome. I just don't know where we're going to sit. <laughs> we may have to split up and then swap at halftime. There you go. <laughs> there you go. All right, so we're going to go to our new top tens in seven A. We'll start. Last week we had uh, Bryant Conway North Little Rock. Fayetteville, Bentonville, Cabot, Northside, Rogers, Benville West, and Harbor. And nothing has changed again. <laughs> no, th- they just kind of stayed the this same. This week. And so we have Brian at number one. Uh, they beat Northside 42-10 to 10 and play North Little Rock at home this week in the semifinals. The Conway Wampus Cats, 10-1 on the season, beat Rogers 49-0 to in an impressive victory. And they will have a rematch this week at Fayetteville. And uh, they played Fayetteville the first week of the season, and Fayetteville beat them, I believe, by six junk. Is that right? I think that's right. And they beat them when they were they were Conway was ahead when uh, Manny Manny Smith Smith was yeah. in the game, and then he got hurt, and that's when they lost. Yeah, they were Mannyless. They were Mannyless. <laughs> and number three, North Little Rock, ten and two. What a big win for Coach Sandifer in this program. To go to Bentonville, pull up the ups, pull off the upset, which we had them ranked higher than than Bentonville. But in all actuality, most people in the state thought Bentonville would win that ball game, and uh, to score with 11 seconds yeah. left to take the win. Congratulations to him. Every single time I see their scores, I think about our interview. Yeah, because it was just kind of like you know he'd been there, he's been there forever. Sure. Now he's the head coach, and it. It was like for him it was no big deal. It was just business as usual. But at the same time, he was like, you know, we're just going – we're not going to try to reinvent the wheel. Yeah. You know, we're going we're gonna to pound the ball. We're going to try to play defense. You know, we're going to do the best we can. Right. Like, don't have high expectations, <laughs> even though we might be one of the top two yeah. or three in the state. Yeah, that's, that's right. So, <laughs> they will play the juggernaut Bryant Hornets at Bryant this week. And – uh They've got a tall task in front of them as Bryant's trying to win their fourth consecutive state title. Um, but North Little Rock, don't, don't be shocked no. if they put up a fight. And Bryant's been the thorn in their side for a few years now. Has been. So that you know that they've got a big target. Oh, yeah. Number four, Fayetteville beat Cabot 34-27 to in a great ball game. And, again, they will have Conway at home this week. And to finish out our top ten for the season, we had Bentonville at five, Cabot at six, Northside seven, Rogers eight, Bentonville West nine, and Harbor ten. I know one thing. You know, you know, we talk about it's hard to beat the same team twice. Yeah. Sometimes you look at that and you're like, well, not in this case. Fayetteville's got their hands full. They do. They do. That's for sure. And I guarantee you that that uh, Bryant's not going to take North Little Rock lightly. Oh, not at all. Yeah. All right, on the six A. This one here, man. <laughs> Parkview's just or not Parkview. Marion's just turned everything upside down. <laughs> For a fact. <laughs> so we last week we had Benton one, Greenwood two, Parkview three, Jonesboro four, El Dorado five, Lake Hamilton six, Marion seven, who had previously been unranked. That's right. Uh Russellville eight, nine, Sylvan and ten Mountain Home. Well, Benton, as you know, lost to Marion, 59-27. Uh Greenwood, 
beat Mountain Home 42-0. Parkview beat Jonesboro 41-21. Those two teams, Greenwood and Parkview, are both playing at the, the probably – they're probably both peaking at the right time. That's right. That's right. They're playing their highest level of football at the right time. No doubt. I, I would I would even argue that all four of those teams are playing their best football of the year. El Dorado, Marion. Oh, 100%. 100%. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Jonesboro, you know, they were number four. They did lose to Parkview 41-21. to El Dorado, number five. That was a game there. Most people probably didn't pick them to beat Lake Hamilton. I did not. <laughs> I think I did. You did. I did. Yes, you did. Uh, but they beat them. Beat them by 21. Yeah. Uh, Lake Hamilton, uh, they were six. You know, they lost, uh, as we just mentioned, number seven, Marion. Number seven, Marion beat yes. number one, Benton. And beat them handedly. They did. They really did. Uh, Mountain Home, they lost to Greenwood 42-0. Another team who really kind of impressed coming in the playoffs. Uh, So, this week, number one, the Greenwood Bulldogs. Is that a shocker to anybody? (laughs) Like, I mean, we've had them, and they've kind of played up and down all year. And then here we are coming into week 13, and guess what? They're number one in the state. Yeah, and if you look, I mean, here's here's the kicker to all that. If you would have asked us at the beginning of the season, which we did do a preseason pick, yeah. we had Greenwood at number one. Yeah. They get thumped by Parkview. Yes. Now they're both play at the top after they've both fallen down throughout the year. Yeah. They're both at the top two in the state. Yeah. They play each other Friday. Right. What's going to happen? I don't know because, you know, you look back week four, Parkview beat them 48 to 28. Yes, beat them by 20 points. Yeah. So yeah, I mean it's it's anybody's ball game at this point. It is. Point. So number two is Parkview. That's right. So they'll meet up Friday night at Parkview. Um, I think the, was the first time at Parkview or at Greenwood. I, I've got it at Greenwood. I think it was at Greenwood. Yeah. Number three, El Dorado. They've jumped up to three now, mm-hmm. and they are proving to be that number three team with that huge twenty-one point win over Lake Hamilton. Right. They're going to go to Marion. All right. Which early in the season. We picked them to handedly win, and they did. Yeah. They beat Marion week six, 36-7. Yeah. <laughs> and now it's like, what do you do? I don't know. I mean, it's – you know, we've talked about it's hard to beat the same team twice. That's right. Well, here we go. It's two matchups. And they're – like you mentioned, all four teams are probably playing at the top level at the right time. You know, and here's here's another thing that, that kind of caught my eye looking at this, the six A's. We've, we've talked about that. Is it the West with Greenwood, Benton, Lake Hamilton? Yes. How strong they've been all season. Yeah. And now you've got Parkview, which Parkview's in the West, but you got El Dorado Marion uh, that, that jumps into the final two. Yeah. And nobody expected that. And before this week, we even thought, you know, it's probably still going to be that way. Yeah. But then the El Dorado, 21-point win over Lake Hamilton. That's right. That's a team that, that Benton beat by one. Yeah. You know, so – so, so number four is Marion. <laughs> Who would have thought three weeks ago they'd have made their way? Right. And you know, even if they had just had one big win, they wouldn't. They might be like a nine or ten. That's right. They have won three games in a row. Two of them being playoff games. The 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 third one was the the last week of the season, which was potentially going to be the e the winner of the East That's had right. that game not gone down the way it did. That's right. So, uh, after the four, Marion is Benton number five, which Marion will play the home home at home against El Dorado. Uh, but but five Benton, six Jonesboro, seven Lake Hamilton, eight Russellville, nine Sylvan, ten home, Mountain Home. Very good. On to five A. Last week we had PA one, Greenbrier two, Whitehall three, Little Rock Christian four, Fairview five, Nettleton six, Win seven, 
Magnolia 8, Valonia 9, and Maumel 10. Uh, PA just continues to roll as they put up 56 on Magnolia and win 56 to 25. They're at Greenbrier this week. Greenbrier pulls off a a win on against win in a fashion that they have not seen all year. Um, <coughs> neither it, team, no, neither team. So Greenbrier beats them 14 to zero with one offensive touchdown. Um, just gritty. Fought, scratch, clawed. Actually, the first two games of the playoffs, yeah. they've had to, you know, just fight their brains out to yeah. win. But man, I'll tell you what, this Greenbrier bunch is special. They're they're senior laden and they're just gritty, man. They just they, they, are. they just have a lot of heart. They are, and they give you everything they got. And uh, nobody expects them to knock off the Giant this week, but don't be surprised if they pull up an upset. I love it. I yeah. love it. So number three, Whitehall. Uh, goes down to Fairview and uh, beats Fairview 35-14. to 14. That defense at Whitehall is special. They've been that way all season. Uh, they play Little Rock Christian this week in a rematch, a conference rematch, which they won in week six, 14-10. So, number four, we got Little Rock Christian. They beat Nettleton, an undefeated Nettleton, 35-7, to seven, and dominated that ball game. And they go to Whitehall to try to advance to the finals. And so – to finish out the 5A top 10 for the season, we left Fairview at 5, Nettleton 6, Wynn 7, Valon- I'm sorry, Magnolia 8, Valonia 9, and Maumel 10. So I have two connections to PA now. Oh, yeah? Yeah, because, you know, Donovan Pearson's first cousin, Peyton Adams. Oh, yeah, that's right. Is the ninth grader that's moved up, and so he'll be there Friday night along with – I imagine some Pearsons will be in the stands. Very nice. Uh, Very nice. Along with my cousin, the Dukes. <laughs> so – I love you guys. I hope you don't win Friday night. Welcome to Panther Country. That's right. <laughs> but I hope the best for you. Yeah, absolutely. All right. So what's up? let's let's takes us to uh, to four A, right? Yes, sir. Before we move on, let me say just a quick little uh, thank you to everyone that has sent messages and and called and text and and prayers and thoughts for Cooper. Uh, it's been it's been really overwhelming the amount of uh, support that we've gotten for that. Even one of the officials on the sideline, um, he had messaged me on Facebook yesterday, never met the guy in my life, and just wanted to check on Cooper and said that the whole crew said prayers for him after the game. And so, man, that was, that was really special to hear. Man, that's just unbelievable. Yeah. I don't say unbelievable. Unbelievable is not the right word. It's awesome. It is. It yeah. really is. And I want to bring up one thing. Yeah. And I'm not going to spend a lot of time on this, but it's something I don't want to abandon because it was something we, we were really behind. Yeah, absolutely. And that is the, the mental health of our student athletes. You know, we talked about this about three or four weeks ago. You know, that's something that, that means a lot to us. We've dealt with it uh, on a personal level yeah. uh, with some of the struggles of, of our student-athletes' uh, mental health, and I, I don't want to ever lose sight of that. No. So we want to br- keep bringing this to light. And what made me think of that is the fact that Cooper got hurt, and, and we know that when athletes get hurt, the physical pain is a huge part, but it's not all of it. No. The the the, the mental anguish, the, the, the just the, uh, the the struggle, the, the emotional struggle is tough, especially when you go so – far you've done so much you've you've worked so hard so but that's just one thing Mm -hmm. injuries is just one thing you know arkansas has a a pretty uh, a a scary statistic and i don't know it off the top of my head i meant to look it up but one in so many students in arkansas go home hungry or 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 go to bed hungry sure yeah that's something that some of these student athletes in arkansas are dealing with it is unfortunately you know there's a lot of them, a lot of them that have a tough home life. There's a lot of them that don't have good parents, mm-hmm. and there's a lot of them that are bullied. There's a lot of them that are, you know, people think don't think about this as much, but 
teenage relationships. Oh, yeah. Girlfriends, boyfriends, sure. you break up. It's an emotional strain. These are the things that our kids are dealing with. You throw in social media on top of that. They're always being on camera. They're always in the light. Yeah. So it's hard for them to ever come down from that. Sure. Uh, but I say all that to say this. Invest in their lives. Not just support them on the field. And if all of us, like me and Matt and other people who are, you know, we're middle-class people. We're, we're, we're not the wealthy but we have the ability to help people. Sure. There are some people that can't. That's right. But the, just us normal Joes, if we will, if all of us, like people like us, will personally inv- invest in one or two kids, not a single one will not have anywhere to go. Right. And that's all they need. They yeah. need somewhere to go sure. when they're hurting. That's right. And and I, I appreciate you bringing that up because, like you said, it is something that's, that's near and dear to our hearts, and we see it on a personal level, you know, on so many different occasions. And these athletes and these young kids, they may look like they're okay on the outside, but they're really not. They're struggling, and they're scared to say anything, and you really have to dig deep and invest in these kids if, if you want to be there for them when, when things go bad. So uh, pay attention. Yeah. Um, just, you know, there's a lot of telltale signs. Um, but you have to be you have to be paying attention to it, and so uh, we just urge you to do that and 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 reach out and try yeah. to help some of these kids. And and the and the scary word that nobody wants to say the suicide word right. that you know we got to bring it to light. Sure, it's out there. We've seen it in our community. We don't want to see it anymore, no. and that's why we're, it's important for us to say, hey, let's talk about it. If you somebody's struggling, they don't all they most of the time they don't know why. No, so let's just get in and and, and just be that shoulder. Sure. All right, four A. Foray, you know, this is one of my, I'm kind of one of my babies. (laughs) Shallow Christian was number one last week. They have been all season long and for good reason. Uh, Number two, Joe T. Robinson. Number three, Warren. Four, Arkadelphia. Five, Stuttgart. Six, Ashdown. Seven, Southside. Eight, Ozark. Six, or nine, across it. Ten, Prairie Grove. So that's going to change a little bit this week. It is. Yes, sir. Shallow Christian beat a really good Ashdown team 21 to zero. Mm Mm-hmm. Says a lot about Ashdown that they, you know, scored twenty one points. Says a lot about I mean, that, that they that they were held them to twenty one points. Says a lot about Ashdown. Says a lot about that conference too. One hundred percent. Yeah, you bet. Uh, Joe T. Robinson beat Pocahontas forty nine to seven. Warren beat Truman thirty five to seven. Arkadelphia beat Southside convincingly fifty one to twenty. Stuttgart beat the Elks of Elkins sixty three to thirty four. Ashdown lost to Shallow. We mentioned that Ozark lost to Cross it. Cross it or no? I just we just now getting to that. Ozark lost to Cross it forty four to twenty. They were seven. Cross it was eight. They beat Ozark forty four to twenty. Southside number nine lost to Arkadelphia. We mentioned that, and then Prairie Grove lost a close one to Lamar. 24 to 23. I believe it. Isn't that two weeks in a row Lamar's won by one point? Yes, and they <laughs> beat Gentry last week by one, and Prairie Grove beat Gentry pretty handedly. Yeah. yeah. That's kind of what shocked me about I it. I know. So now, week 13, week two of the playoffs, Shaw Christian, number one, goes to Rivercrest. Joe T. Robertson, number two, plays Lamar at home. Warren, number three, plays Stuttgart at home. Four, Arkadelphia travels to cross it. Five, Stuttgart at Warren. Uh, six Ashdown, they're 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 home. They're they're done for the season, but they are still regarded as the yep. sixth, number sixteen, number seven. Cross it plays Arkadelphia at home. Eight Rivercrest, nine Ozark, and number ten Lamar at Robinson. You know, and what's crazy is I guess maybe just because they've never been in our top ten this season, but Lamar is ten and two on the season. So they've had they a, have yeah they've had a heck of a year. They really have now. 
Warren and Stuttgart is a rematch. Yes, it is. From week, week week three. Three. Yeah. Forty seven twenty seven Warren. Yeah. Stuttgart's playing different now. They are. Man. They are. It'll be interesting. Be interesting. All right, to 3A we go. Last week, 3A top 10 was Prescott, Boonville, Harding, McGee, Hoxie, Charleston, Paris, Glen Rose, Camden, Harmony Grove, and Ryzen. And then this week, uh, Prescott stays number one. They're 12-0 and in the season. They beat Bismarck 28-14 to in a close ball game. Uh, they will play Newport, which is a rematch from week one where – Prescott just drummed Newport fifty six to six. So I wouldn't fifty points. I wouldn't imagine that this one would turn out the same. No, I feel like Newport, you know, with the season behind them, is playing at a little higher level. Yeah, I agree. Number two, Boonville continues to roll. They beat Manila forty two to zero, and will play Glen Rose at home this week. Number three, Harding Academy beat Rising forty eight to twenty in an impressive win, and will play kind of the Cinderella of the remaining teams in center point. And they have to travel to center point. So that's uh, the four seed, right? Yeah. They were the four seed. They were the four seed. That's right. The McGee Owls are und- still undefeated on the season, beat Melbourne 68 to 28, put up some points. And they will travel to Hoxie in a rematch from last year's state tournament. And so number five is Hoxie, who's undefeated as well, beat Cedarville 42 to zero, and will play McGee. Number six, Glenn Rose, won at Hardy, uh, I'm sorry, Camden Harmony Grove. Uh, 28 to seven, then they will play at Boonville center point beat Charleston 28 to 23. We'll play at Harding. And then we've got eight Newport. We'll travel to Prescott nine Charleston who is done for the season and 10 Paris. I know one thing. I don't want to have to bet money on the McGee Hawks game. No, sir. Golly. I would like to see it though. I would love to see it. <laughs> All right. That brings us to my baby, the yes, two way. All right. So, Last week, as you all know, Bigelow was number one, as they have been all season long. Uh, Number two, McCrory, three, four dice, fours, Clarendon, six, Desart, five, Desart, six, Hazen, seven, Quitman, eight, Magnet Cove, nine, Junction City, and ten, Hector. Bigelow lost to Hazen, 16 to 13. Now, I'm not going to harp on this, (laughs) but this was an unfortunate deal because – they scored. Bigelow yeah. scored, and, and it was not called a touchdown. And, I mean, I've seen the pictures. He's clearly got the ball inside the pylon. Mm. Mm. I hate that for him. That's disappointing. It is. And, and, you know, it's just because, you know, Bigelow just they, – they don't get a group of kids like this that often. Well, and the, there's there's lots of schools around the state, even Greenbrier, for example. I mean, right. You don't have the, 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 the teams like PA and, no. and these – these Not every teams year. do that, that every year. So when you do have a team that comes around and they have a chance, you hate for it to get ripped away by a call. That's right. That's yeah. right. So I just want to mention that because I, I don't want don't want to harp on it, but I do want to you know know that Bigelow was in the fight. Yeah. And- and probably and, should still be. And not to take anything away from Hazen no, at all. No, it's not their fault. At all. But, you know, you just want the calls to be made right. And we knew, we knew that this was going to be a close one. We did. Because yep. of that Hazen – Side of the state. Yes. Those two conferences over there with Hazen and Desart and Clarendon. Uh, so, number two, McCrory beat Mount Ida 36 to 7. Four dice. Number three beat Hector 42 to 7. That's a that's a pretty uh, impressive win there. Yes, it is. Uh, number four, Clarendon beat Lafayette County 43 to 0. Clarendon has been scoring like crazy amounts of points. Yeah. Uh, Desart, number five, beat Gurdon 42 to 12. Uh, Hazen, as we mentioned, beat Bigelow 16-3. Quitman 
Lost to East Poinsett County, 28-20. to 20. Tough loss there. Equipment had a great season. They did. We really love those guys over there yeah. and uh, proud for them and looking forward to seeing them next year. Yeah. Uh, number eight at Magnet Cove beat Mark Tree, 34-16. Uh, nine Junction, was they didn't play. And then 10, Hector lost to Fordyce, 42-7. to seven. So this week, number one is the McCrory Jaguars, and they will play Desark at home. A rematch in which McCrory beat Desark in week two by – 12. No, 10, eight. Eight. 34-26. Is that right? Yeah, that's right. That's yeah. right. That's right. I beat him by eight. That's yeah. right. Uh, number two, four dice will play Magnet Cove at Magnet Cove. Number three, Clarendon plays EPC. Could be interesting. You know, McCrory beat Clarendon, right? Um, yeah, week yeah. four, I believe. Yeah. And you know, this is a rematch as well from week three. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, do you know how the score? Yeah, Clarendon beat EPC 48-0. to zero. That's right. That's right. I <laughs> forgot about that. Yeah. But EPC lost to McCrory by four. Right. 22-18. to 18. Right. So, it's crazy. You, it's so crazy. Yeah. Well, you look, you know, Clarendon beat Desart mm-hmm. like 47 to nothing. Drummed them. You know, the, the game Clarendon lost was to McCrory. Yeah. I mean, it's crazy. It is. All right, so – uh, number four, Desart goes to McCrory. Number five, Hazen goes to Poen. Yep. Uh, number six, we kept Bigelow there. We feel like they deserve to be a top five or six team, uh, definitely top ten. Number seven, Magnet Cove plays Fordyce at home. It's going to be a tough one for mm-hmm. them. Number eight, Poen plays Hazen at home. <laughs> going to be a tough one for them. <laughs> yeah. And number nine, East Poinsett County travels to Clarendon. For that rematch match. And number 10, we've got the Quitman Bulldogs at the 10 spot with their 7-2 and two record. Very nice. All right, that'll wrap up our top 10s and take us into our picks of the week. And I'm down by a touchdown. And if I don't get something going this week, it's going to pretty much be the end of Maddie's stats for this Pick'em Challenge. So, Junk is messing with the – phone and the oh. video and we may not have a youtube link this week like it just disappeared <laughs> like it was recording it was yeah so hope you like to listen <laughs> all right so number one this week on our picks is north little rock the charging wildcats traveling to the bryant hornets i've got bryant by 10 i have bryant by 12 Conway Wampus Cats travel to the northwest part of the state and take on the Fayetteville Bulldogs. I've got Conway by seven. I've got Conway by eight. I love it. Number three, Marion travels down south to El Dorado. I've got Marion by three. <laughs> yeah. I do. I can't I can't pick against <laughs> El Dog. I got El Dorado by four. All right. I have That's to try number to, one there. I gotta try to get something back here. Number four, Parkview travels to Greenwood. I've got the Greenwood Bulldogs by six. I've got Parkview by three. Figured you would. All right, on to 5A. We've got Little Rock Christian at Whitehall, the rematch in the Central where Whitehall beat them by four the first time. I've got Whitehall by three this time. Do you? I do. I'm going to pick Christian by three. I think they're playing a different level of football right now. They are definitely playing better for sure. You got them by three, you said? Yeah. All right. The PA Bruins, the Pulaski Academy Bruins, and travel to Faulkner County to take on the mighty Greenbrier Panthers, <laughs> the only undefeated 5A team that's left. That's right. That's right. I've got the Panthers by one. What did I, I do? I might be a little bias pick. <laughs> what, did, what did I pick? 
I'm going to say you pick PA by 10. The Greenbrier Panthers by one. <laughs> you got it. I love it. <laughs> Clint loves it. Too. All right. Number seven, Shiloh Christian at Rivercrest. Shiloh by 13. Shiloh by 21. Lamar at Robinson. I got Robinson by 21. Robinson by 18. Okay. Number nine, Arkadelphia travels to cross it. I've got Arkadelphia by eight. Arkadelphia by 10. Number 10, Stuttgart at Warren rematch. I'm going to go the opposite direction. What? I'm going Stuttgart by three. So you're saying there's a 24-point swing. That's what I'm saying. Stuttgart by three. I'm going Warren by six. I knew you would. All right, number 11, center point travels to the mighty Harding Academy, and I've got Harding by 13. I've got Harding by 20. I want to ask you, did you pick that just because of your affinity for Stuttgart, Carl? Maybe so. <laughs> I'm kind of partial to Stuttgart, Carl. <laughs> All right, number 12, McGee travels to Hoxie. Ooh, Man, this I is, bet we picked different on this one. This is going to be a good one. I've got Hoxie by three. I've got Hoxie by three. Very nice. I just knew you was going to pick McGee. Glenn Rose travels to Boonville. Boonville by 10. Boonville by eight. Number 14, Newport at Prescott. I've got Prescott by 14. I got Prescott by 21. Number 15, Desarc at McCrory. I've got McCrory by six. Do you? Well, I almost picked Desarc. Yep. I'm going McCrory three. Okay. And Because they're home. Number 16, Fordyce at Magnet Cove. I've got the Red Bugs by seven. I got Fordyce by 11. Okay. And number 17, Hazen at Poen. I've got Hazen by 10. I've got Hazen by eight. And the last one on the list, as we're narrowing down on ball games in the state of Arkansas, we've got East Poinsett County traveling to Clarendon, and I've got Clarendon by 13. I've got them by 20. All right. So Just let me say, I had nothing to lose by picking Greenbrier because I knew you were going to. <laughs> You're exactly right. You're exactly right. You can't lose one there. I can't. I can't lose. <laughs> so we had four games different. So I've got a chance to make up some ground. So, still time left. Yeah, there's only six. Don't, don't only keep. six difference. I mean, you can pick up four in the state championship. That's right. I mean, not four, but uh, six. That's right. That right? Yeah. Am I adding right? Yeah. There's six classifications. <laughs> Is there still? <laughs> All right, guys. So, you got anything else? Yeah. Got to talk about these players of the week. Oh, how did I forget that? Yeah. Our players of the week. And let me, let me say this. We have, we have fallen behind on getting our shirts out the last two weeks. Maybe because – Deer season, duck season. It's my fault. It's my fault. I didn't even post them last week till Thursday night. What's funny is the last thing that was said about this on the air was Matt saying, those shirts will be out like tomorrow. <laughs> I may have overpromised a little bit. You may have oversold. So uh, it is my fault. I found myself in the deer stand and the duck hole. It's all right. I'm, I'm not sorry. No. I'm really, I'm really not because, you know. I just like being there. It's just part of life. That's right. We'll still get you shirt. <laughs> That's though. right. All right. So, this week's Players of the Week in 2A from Clarendon, Terrence Hampton. One carry, 28 yards, three and a half tackles, one punt return for a touchdown, and an interception. We call him Mr. Utility. That's right. All over the field. In 3A. Boy, no shocker here from Hoxie. <laughs> Cade Forrester, 8 for 10 for 228 uh, yards, two touchdowns, 10 carries for 114 yards and one touchdown. Awesome, awesome week by Cade Forrester. Number four, or in 4A, 
Took a little turn this week in yep. 4A. Couldn't pass it up because I'm a defensive guy. Man, I love when these defensive guys get some love. That's right. From Arkadelphia, Alex Turley with his 18 tackles. That's impressive. That's a season for some kids. That's right. <laughs> then 5A, boy, this one here was a no-brainer too. Charlie Pfizer from PA. Hope that you did all this last week so that you wouldn't do it this next week. Got it all out of your system. That's right. <laughs> 33 for 53, 442 yards, five touchdowns, 10 carries, 21 yards, and one touchdown. You and Trevor Duke, he's a center, you know. Yeah. I don't, I don't want you all to fumble snaps because that's my guy. Trevor's my cousin. <laughs> that's right. But it'd be okay if you didn't throw for 442 yards and five touchdowns. Yes, be perfectly okay. <laughs> all right, 6A, Cam Anderson from Marion. 27 carries, 240 yards, four touchdowns. What an impressive game by Marion who is just turning heads. That's right. And then in 7A, here's a name here that's not going to shock you. It's Isaiah Satania. 17 catches. Who catches 17 balls a game? That's just unheard of. 261 yards and one touchdown. Go ahead and tell him, Maddie. You'll get your shirts sometime this year. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I love it. <laughs> All right, guys. That's going to wrap us up for today. And thanks so much for your for your support. Thanks we so love much it. for you listening. Thanks so much for you interacting on Twitter with us. It's been a blast. It's been a blast getting to know a bunch of you and we really appreciate it. So thank you, guys. Yeah, and we and we're, we're going to keep this thing rolling, man. I, I you know, we originally our thoughts were to kind of like do sport by sport, and we'll still do basketball. Mm-hmm. But I, I think that I think you'd agree, we'll keep football in the in the in the in the go all the all the year oh, round. Yeah. Year yeah, round. I agree. All right, guys. We'll check y'all next week. All right, later on. You've been listening to Between the Mats, your year-round source for Arkansas high school sports with Matt McJunkins and Matt Wilcox, produced by Carl Spears. And special thanks to our sponsor, American Safeguard Insurance. I'm JB Brazil. Be sure to join us next week for another episode of Between the Mats. Between the Mats.